like they just bring in dirt and just just dump it on the road. Just here, enjoy the dirt. That's great. Well, come on, Eugene Shitter's got a shit. I, I must say, Jake Harris. That's a very beefy manny name. Man. You it, you guy. Just you it. And he's like, you know, kind of holding his balls and like, ah, I'm, I'm pooping. One is a movie, one is not. Just spoon feed me 80s shit and then be done with it. I just figured instead of, yeah, like, just, let's just record. No, you're fine. I'm no, that way. It's all good. This is my flex day, so yeah. that's okay. Didn't want to miss and out on any magic. Now that now that school is back in session, you know, I've it's just me and the doggos. Which is great. And the wife has a new job, so she doesn't come home for lunch anymore. Ah. Ah, you like that? Well, I'm indifferent, but it helps with our recording schedule. Yeah. <laughs> as far as she's not banging around. I'm not annoying her with my with my radio voice, which she thinks I I I don't know. Whenever I'm talking to you, she only hears half of it and then she's like, ah, but she doesn't like she doesn't like talk radio. She doesn't care for podcasts, audiobooks, anything where there's just somebody talking. It conflicts with her ADD or something. Oh, she and for me, it's I barely. I mean, I I try to keep listening to music, but I love podcasts and audiobooks so much that that's my go-to. Yeah, me too. Me too. But yeah, I I can understand only hearing one side of a conversation, and it, you know, it sounds like, hey, what do you think? What do you think about this? And now back to the fifties. <laughs> we're talking like that. Right. Right. Uh, I actually, the, I actually finished up listening to the to that episode, and it makes me hate that style of acting even more. I, <laughs> I hate that style of acting. <laughs> That's funny. You're calling me a wise guy, there, eh? Yeah. I, I, I think that doesn't Bugs. I think there's a Bugs Bunny episode or a character on Bugs Bunny that actually spoofs that type of that type of talk. You see? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we did that joke already a couple weeks ago. So. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Oh, it's my wife's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Johnny. Yep. So he shouts into the ether. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So there's that. You can tell her I said happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I will do that. So not going to not going to karate tonight, which is ah a day off. <laughs> cool. But uh, well, I'm probably going to daughter's volleyball game this afternoon or e- early evening. That sounds great. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be too long. At least it's close. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, her away games are Mansfield. She shouldn't get home till nine o'clock, nine thirty. And you have to go to those? No, we don't go to any of the away games. How does she get there? School bus after school. Oh, okay. So it takes her directly there. Yeah, and then they bring her back, and then you got to go out and pick her up. All the way out, you know, it takes over 15 minutes to get to the school from here, which is, oh, delightful. Uh, most of the time her dad gets her, though. Um, but, yep, uh, sports ball, woohoo! Oh, that's poopy. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> nope. No, I coached the Suns volleyball, or uh, soccer team last night, and, uh, Thursday we got a bye, which is sweet, and Monday is their next game, and it's parents and coaches versus kids. That should be interesting. Mm. Oh, so you're going to be playing? I guess. But How are you? short, and it's it's a short soccer field. It's not a real soccer field, you know. It's oh. for seven-year-olds to run around on. 
how's how's your how's the kids' stats? Are they are they you know you have front loaders and goalies and yep kicker yep. kicker side kickers or whatever the oh no we we swirl everybody into every position. That's it's that kind of age group. Okay, you know, everybody gets a turn playing everything, but. Uh, we were missing a couple kids and that actually helped us last night because as kids got tired, we just moved in the next kid and there weren't enough kids sitting out to be bored. Oh, okay. when they start getting bored, oh, it sucks. They start standing around and <laughs> squirrely. Holden and... was doing cartwheels and the, uh, I was like, come on, dude, just, uh, but he did good last night. I, I think he's a born defender because he gets out there with his dad's long legs and arms that he inherited and he just, he disrupts the play, which, as a defender, is great. He gets in there, and they're just like, what is happening? Why is this kid flailing his arms? Because he doesn't know what to do with his long arms. And then he just kicks the ball out of there. And then everybody has to turn around and go back, and it's great. It's good good stuff. Yeah. Does be- better than on offense, because he's good for about one kick. And then, you know, he runs up to it, but somebody else is there, and so he just kind of dances, like, is it my turn? Are you going to kick? Is it my kick? Should I, you, can, you know... My kid, he's got all of my athletic ability. <laughs> Born skateboarder. Oh yeah. Uh, what if? What happens if they decide? Hey, we're going to get into baseball now too. And we're oh, about- Lauren, Lauren already said she wants to sign him up for t-ball next year. Oh, oh. Now, yeah. I'm, hey, here's the thing. My brother-in-law is not a baseball coach. He's the soccer coach. That's why I go help with soccer. I don't have any relatives that are doing baseball coaching. I ain't coaching shit. Good luck. I can't teach you anything. I tried it with Addie when I was when she was doing softball, and I did what the coaches told me to do, the real coaches. Yeah. And then I got yelled at by parents. Ugh. Oh, why'd you do that? Why'd you send them home on to, to steal third? Blah, 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 blah. It's like because that's what they told me. Well, duh. You obviously don't do that when there's so many balls and strikes. I'm like, guys, I don't know baseball. Do you remember that whole part where they're like, hey, parents, volunteer, and you sat there with your mouth shut? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, I got thrust into this position. I didn't... I guess there's my bitch. That's sports ball. And the thing is, I, I can't... Granted, my kids are in, in martial arts right now, but they're still young enough. Who knows what's gonna happen in the coming years with sports? And already Huddy's like... I want to be in soccer. I'm like, ah, let's just keep on with the karate right now. If you do have to pick a sport, soccer would be the way to go. It, you spend the least amount on gear. Uh, yeah. It's just run and kick the ball and know your position. It's not that terribly difficult. There yeah. also are some other kind of rules, but it's not that big a deal Where it, with, as compared to every other freaking sport. Our neighbor's kid, is, well, his name's Hudson, too. He is five. He's Corbin's age, and he both of their kids the other kids older, they're both now getting into football. And I actually wouldn't mind that because it's the only sport that I actually freaking like. I'm not saying I want to go coach it, but that would be fun, you know? At least yeah. it's something I like. So, But even two nights a week, it's like you work all day and then you gotta, I gotta drive 15 minutes down the road or more to be there at 6 o'clock and then they futz around till 7. <sighs> You know, right at dinner time, and then you know you get home, and it's it's seven thirty because they want to stay and chit chat and <sighs> nothing about no, that sounds fun. Not me. Nothing. Not me. I I leave. Get in the car. We're gone. <laughs> like, hi, nice. It was fun. Yep. I'm sorry, but I gotta go. I I yeah. I, I know you guys want to talk and be nice. How many? Raise your hand if you gotta get up at five o'clock. No. 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 Okay. I do. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yep. No, oh, how are you? How are you? No. Oh. No. Um, fine. <laughs> that was the girliest of fines ever, which uh, translated means not one bit fine. Yeah, I just look out and I, I just see dirt. Dirt, like dirt outside, dirt in my soul, dirt. It's just <laughs> dirt everywhere. <sighs> oh, we'll get into some dirt. Yeah. Um, this episode, Uh-oh. sir. What else? Oh, I'm reading a book on forgiveness. That's something. Um, <laughs> I've got 14 hours, 13 and a half hours left of the stand, and it's and six days left. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Ooh. Round two. This is round two. I've downloaded yeah. it twice. <laughs> That's awesome, though. You're you're getting you're getting there. Yeah, Franny still sucks. Um, not a big fan of the transcript chapters where they just talk about government setting up government. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty dull. Uh, I think we could have cut those in half. But Do, uh, do you like the chapter where, I thought that the, the one chapter where King goes, he's like, okay, so there's, there's the virus that wipes out most of the population. And then there's the, resi- the residual damage where yes. no, great, no great loss. Just no great loss. Uh, well, there were, some of those were really hardcore, though, like... Little little Timmy was the only one oh. that was alive in his town. He was like eight or something, and he was just running around, and he fell down a well. And, then and died. Broke his leg and, and starved to death, like, a yeah. week later. But I really liked that chapter. It, like, set up to just, just how devastating this plague was. Yeah. Um, yep. It's still my favorite book. I I love it. I, well, I'm not saying all. I dislike it. Even we, I'm just, just the minor nit, uh, nitpicks and criticisms, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still awesome. So I'm, I'm trying to get through it as fast as possible because I'm dying to watch the miniseries again. Yeah. The miniseries is coming out remastered on Blu-ray. I'm just so you know. All right. I'm good. I got a DVD. Um, I'm at the chapter where the uh, doctor just set out to go spy on flag. Oh, okay. Okay. So has um, has Harold already? Uh... Him and Nadine just started hooking up. Okay, okay, cool. I I think that Harold was such a well written character too. I I loathed that guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yep, Franny in tears. You see. Oh, even at the council meeting, it, it's in her, the transcript. She had to write it down. Like oh, and then it's. I started welling up again, and then I had me a little cry, and then I kept... Oh, every time she starts talking, it's crying. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep, that was that was my biggest gripe about the book, is even the setting up the town stuff, I was okay with that, but I just... Oh, she cries and cries and cries and cries in the book. Even at times when nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, just, just, just... And I didn't know why this time, but I started crying. I was like, <laughs> oh, of course you did. You're thinking or speaking or you're... He's talking about you, so... Cries. Okay. Enough crying. Are you ready to get on with the roulette? Yep. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. (laughs) Oh, I just laugh every time we... Uh, maybe you should put together some new. Oh, I have, music. I've been tempted to come up with another segment and come up with my own music and. Oh, replace one of the ones we got. I don't care. Just kind of, we'll see. If oh, it would. It's worth it'd, anything. It'd be something. <laughs> All right. On this episode of the Roulette, it is relaxer up against heavy trip, and you're up first, sir. Please tell me about your heavy trip. Uh, heavy trip. You're gonna look it up right now. Yep. 
Hey, I come prepared. Right, right now. All show. <laughs> Heavy trip. Um, huh, where are you? You're not... Oh, well, of course not. That's why we yeah. look it up beforehand. Yeah, of course. Autocorrect. You don't want to spell heavy trip. You want to spell have trip. So, therefore, a little trip to heaven. No, actually quite the opposite of that. Uh, heavy trip is 2018. Um, also known as... The original title is... Have I... Risu? Sure. It's... Uh, this is a Finland, Norway, Belgium movie. Bork, bork. Bork, 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 bork. Uh, Turo is trying to overcome his fears by leading the most unknown heavy metal band in Finland, Impaled Rectum, to the hottest metal <laughs> festival of Norway. Damn near killed him. <laughs> the, the journey includes heavy metal, grave robbing, Viking heaven, and an armed conflict between Finland and Norway. And this movie is awesome. Uh, it's... I I just loved this movie so much. It's funny. It's not like it's not like Spinal Tap funny, or it's not like laughs a minute funny. It's just I cannot even believe I'm saying this, but it's just cute. Like it's a it's a Norwegian death metal movie, and it's it's cute. It's very cute. <laughs> just the characters are really like incredibly likable. Uh, this this band is incredibly likable, and everything about it's just heartwarming. It literally is heartwarming. The the movie, and it's it's just so good. It, about I mean, take out the fact that it's about a Norwegian death metal band. It's just about these this group of early twenty somethings that are trying to make a name for themselves and the misadventures they go through to try to achieve their goals. And uh, it's you, I've seen this done before. With you know different types of movies, but this this just worked for me so well. Uh, I just I love the characters. The music was great, of course, because it's you know heavy metal, and their 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 music is legit awesome in it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it, my I guess a gripe would be you know no one had better get pissed off at me driving too fast through here through the cul de sac and glare at me because. Good lord. And woo! I'm just, just barreling through to their house. You fucking. Um. Oh, um, heavy trip. <laughs> I, I, I live in the same neighborhood, apparently. Yeah. Um. Um. Shot great. Oh, so, so. The subtitles, which I'm fine with the subtitles, but. There is a bit of the comedy is lost in translation. Right. Yeah, and and even just kind of their mannerisms, and you can tell this is a different culture, uh, and so there's a a bit lost in translation there. But that's a that's a minor quibble. I thought it was great. It was definitely not. Uh, and actually, it could have been a little bit longer. It was an hour and thirty minutes, and it could have been a little longer. But I was never bored. This is a big thumbs up. Easily top ten roulette of the year thus far. That was cool. razor, razor devil horns and. Cheers. <laughs> awesome. Uh, on my side, Relaxer. With the impending Y2K apocalypse fast approaching, Abby is Abby is a dude, by the way. Abby is faced with the ultimate challenge, the unbeatable level 256 on Pac-Man. And he can't get off the couch until he conquers it. A survival story set in a living room. Starring Joel Petroikas, David Desmulchin. David Desmulchin was the only person that I knew in this movie. And he was in the first scene, which is 25 minutes long, to the opening title card. And it's 
he's the brother of this guy sitting on this couch. This, this guy's sitting on his couch in his underwear, sipping milk and playing Nintendo 64. Sipping milk out of a bottle. And Dave Dismalchin is just like, come on, hurry up, pussy. Hurry up, you got seven seconds left. And th- three, two, one. And takes the bottle and he fills it up with more warm, disgusting-looking milk that looks like it's curdled. And gives it back to him. And the guy's like, no... <laughs> no, I don't want to. He's like, keep drinking, keep drinking, pussy. You gotta, you gotta drink. This is the bet. You're in a, you're in a challenge. You're in a challenge. No, I don't want to. He's like, well, you, you want to go to the bathroom? You'll, I'll disqualify you. I'll disqualify you. This goes on for twenty minutes of them arguing about him drinking this milk. No, I don't want to. No, um, but he's drinking rotten milk. Where we've established, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. See, Relax, that's, sir. That's okay. It, I can... And then he he gave up on the he puked all over the place and he he gave up on the challenge. I'm not going to tell you too much more of the details about uh, yeah. this, um, for reasons we'll get into in a minute. But apparently, this family, this they're, they're, everything in the house is filthy. I don't even think they live there. And everybody is hot and sweaty and greasy and and he's in his underwear and everything looks sticky. And it looks like everything smells, and everybody talks in a whiny, uh, uh, like my five-year-old. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, I got to do this challenge. I got to be Pac-Man. I'm not allowed to get off the couch until I do. I can't move. And he's got this long stick that you can grab things with, you know, those, those pinching yep. things. Literally will not move from the spot, whether, I, I don't know. So he, he reaches over to grab things, and he gets his pop, and... And then cut, cut to black, and then the next scene, and and he calls his friend, bring me a pizza, bring me pop. And his friend shows up, and his friend shows up with pop, and he's like, give me the two liter, come on. And he's like, no, bro, give me money first, bro, come on. And he's like, it's 89 cents, I'll pay you later. This goes on and on and on, just meandering, meaningless conversation that is nothing. And I get the whole slacker uh part of it like you can make a movie about anything but and i didn't really care for slacker i appreciate what that movie is for and what it did for you know influencing kevin smith to go make movies and shit clerks is about something that meant something to me slacker was about nothing and that meant something to kevin smith it didn't mean anything to me it was just people having regular conversation this is even less nothing than slacker because at least in that movie it was different people interacting with different people as they moved through uh, uh, um, Austin, I believe it was. Oh, so... Fuck this movie. I was just going to say, like, where does... Oh, this this right here is... Oh, this is right push... It's hard for me to give out zeros. You know me. Yep. I very rarely do it. This is damn close. We're, we're, at, we're at a one right now. Out of ten. Ooh. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. I mean... Fuck this movie. Uh, and I can appreciate how Slacker, that is a movie for somebody. It wasn't for me, but I can see how that is for somebody. I don't know who this is for. This is a grand pile of nothing. It is the just lazy, worthless jackasses and buffoons that just kind of chit-chat a little bit. Does it have a plot? I mean, there is a... Obviously, the plot is... Uh... Yeah, his brother challenges him to beat Pac-Man 256 before Y2K hits, which is months and months away. But he he's not allowed the... to get off the couch until he does it. Well, so you said the brother was only there at the beginning. So how does he yeah, know he if he leaves? Gets... But how does he know if he gets up? Well, he's supposed to be videotaping it, and it's a challenge. He's failed at every family challenge he's ever had in his life. No, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
But then again, everything's gross and sticky and nonsensical and may- gummo-ish, maybe. Maybe you'll... Ah. Maybe you'll not, it's not di- that disturbing. And then if later he develops mind powers with 3D glasses or something. What? I, I mean, there's some backstory of his dad was got went to prison for being a perv with some other dude in a ga- gas station bathroom or something. But it doesn't really make sense and doesn't didn't really pan out and bird crashes through the window and... Hey, he just keeps getting more sticky. They come to bug spray, the bomb spray the house, and he refuses to leave, so there's that, and shit pipes on him, and... Oh, this sounds disgusting. <sighs> yeah, but not in that great way, like the, uh... Greasy Strangler? The Greasy Strangler. Okay. <laughs> so, I say to hell with this movie, but while I was editing the two episodes ago, you were talking about a movie called Decoder. Yep. And... The way that you were talking about Decoder, how it's just a big pile of nothing, is the way I felt about this movie. And I thought, you know what, I'm so... I so want you to see this because just... I want your level of hate to be as bad as mine on this movie. And that's the only way I can get you to watch it, is to... Especially watch all of it, is if we do a shit show roulette. In which, if you watch Relaxer, I will watch Decoder. And okay. it's on YouTube, and I clicked through it a little bit. The whole movie's on there. And I, I mean, I just clicked through it a little bit. I have not watched even 30 seconds of that movie. But I clicked through it a little bit and was like, I'm going to like this better than Relaxer. I There's can just no t- way. I, I, there, I mean, there, I'll take that bet because... That, so next episode, we're going to see. We're going to come together. And granted, you fast-forwarded through half a decoder, and that wasn't actually a roulette. So that, that's totally fine. But with, with this one, there is no fast-forwarding. There's no putting it on mute. You have to listen to every single word because what they're talking about is important. Okay. As far as how much I hated this shit. <laughs> so, next episode of the roulette, there you go. It's going to be relaxer, or decoder up against relaxer. And we will see which one. Oh, God. And Good de- God de- decoder, I must say, like, um, Grant, I watched, it's an hour and 27 minutes. I watched a little over an hour, and then that's when I hit, like, one. Point five or whatever, so it's like everybody's talking just to get just like just to get done. So I quote unquote watched it, but that is I to me Dakota is pretty much unwatchable. I I loathed it, but we'll see. I mean, what you're telling me sounds were there were there scenes in other rooms? Oh yeah, yeah, there are scenes in this. It's already better. It's already better. Uh, but to me, it's it's it didn't it didn't make any sense. But yours, I mean, it sounds like there's a plot, kind of. Maybe there's a plot to decode. I, I hated it so bad. I mean, I'm even this with the plot that I read on IMDb, and and then you know my version of it. It sounds like there's a plot, but that's a minute of storyline in ninety minutes of. <laughs> Bro, I brought you two liters, bro. Well, hey, do you have that tape of when you cut your finger at your birthday party when you were a kid? Does it say 15th birthday? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the one, I guess. Hey, bro, bro, I should do pop hands. I should do pop hands. I can't get off the couch, man. Well, I'm going to do pop hands. Fuck it, I'll do it by myself. And then he t- duct tapes two liters to his hands. Why? Why? <laughs> Oh, I'm actually looking forward to watching this. Oh, well, oh, well, I can't I'm, wait. I can't wait. Huh? Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. If you come back with a positive review of this film, if you come back and say, "Ah, oh, that was that was okay," you and me, that, that might be the end of the show. We might be. <laughs> <done>. <laughs> I, I I can't. 
And there's, there's, well, you never know. You might come back and be like, um, you totally did not get Decoder. Here's what it's about. And you missed the grand scheme of things. And my puny walnut Tyrannosaurus nope. brain just couldn't handle Decoder. But No, that's that's not the challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, those couple scenes I clicked through, Decoder looks like utter shit. I'm not defending the movie. Okay. I'm just <laughs> I'm just putting at the level of how much I hated Relaxer. Oh, this is going to be fun. And uh, La, Rotten Tomatoes, thumbs up, Relaxer. Oh, just... If you go read the little snippets of reviews from, from real critics, they say, well, it, it's a test to strain the audience, and you gotta, you know, <laughs> but inside, there's a... No, no, nope. It is nothing. It is garbage. I hated it. <laughs> now, let's, let's... We have to also make it packed. We cannot talk about these movies at all through text or anything until the next taping. So that I, I agree. So that we bring it completely, like... No thumbs up, no smiley face, no little shit emojis. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, stay tuned to next episode where it is a shit show roulette. And I I can almost guarantee there will be no thumbs up next week, but we will see. We will see. Okay, let's move on to... What time are we at on time here? Oh, we're good. Um, actor spotlight on Mr. Val Kilmer. And you're up first, sir. Number yeah. 10. Number 10, Mr. Val Kilmer. By the way... Uh, now, you do remember that we do the character names, right? That whole shtick? Oh, yeah. Hey, let's do that. Um, <laughs> well, I, just um, go on. <laughs> Kilmer. Let me look up Val Kilmer now real quick. <laughs> Fuck it. Just go on. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, number 10. Now, I, I'm a big Val Kilmer fan. I've been a Val Kilmer fan ever since the 80s. Some of these movies that are in my top ten, and I'm guessing yours as well, uh, I haven't seen in a long time. I'm not sure about you, but they're ones that I recall quite liking. And then there's, I have some honorable mentions that I simply don't remember enough to have on my top ten. So I totally understand. Okay. Everything that I have on my top ten and honorable mentions, I've seen so many times that I know exactly where I stand on all these movies. Okay, and yeah, my honorable mentions, there's actually a, a, there's two of them. No, there's one of them that I'm like, I don't even know what role you have in that, but I'm like, I love the movie, so I'm assuming that you're great in it, so it's... Um, yeah. Is that the true romance pick? Yep. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. I didn't, I didn't put it in because he, he plays Elvis. Remember when he's talking to Elvis in the bathroom and stuff? Uh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yep. Oh, that barely counts then. That's a, yeah, that's that's what a glorified <laughs> cameo. Okay. You don't, it is. You don't even see his face. Um, okay, so... Uh, number 10. Uh, so the character that he plays in num- my number 10 movie, his name is Nick Rivers. Top secret. There you go. And I'll just fair warning on this one here. I have not seen this one probably. I bet I watched it in, on DVD. But it's been so long. However, I love that movie. Even though it's been God knows how many years. I remember loving that movie. He's hilarious in it. They're, the jokes land, almost all of them land great. This is uh, Jim Abrams, uh, David Zucker of Airplane fame. So it's that type of humor. And it works so good. I remember back when VHS became a thing and rental stores became a thing. This was always one that I was always looking for. Like, you know, I, my parents were so strict. And I'm like, always looking for PG-rated movies. Like, what PG-rated movie will they let me rent? I'm like, ah, a cow wearing boots called Top Secret, rated PG. Surely they'll let me rent this. And luckily enough, they did. 
And it was hilarious. And loaded with sex jokes. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, much like Airplane and Airplane yeah. 2, which are, like, to me, those are PG-13, hard PG-13s. Yep, I agree. Uh, number 10 for me is Doc Holliday. Oh, from uh, Tombstone. Yep. And the reason I knocked it down is because that's kind of an ensemble piece. And he is great in that movie, but there, we've talked about it on the show before, there's still something about that movie that rubs me the wrong way. I know it's not historically accurate, or so I've been told. That doesn't bother me too much, but the... <sighs> I'm your Huckleberry. And everybody loves to say that. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm like, nope. No, it's not. Tell me what it means. What does that mean? And they're like, uh, well, I'm, I'm your huckleberry. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that mean? Explain it to me. Oh, it's just a come on, like, a come on, I'll, I'll be, I'll be your guy or something. I'm like, really? He, I'm your fruit? That, <laughs> that line has always bugged me, especially how everybody thinks it's so cool, but yet nobody can really explain to me what in the hell it means. <laughs> uh, still a decent flick, I like it, but, uh, it knocked it down to number 10. Okay. Uh, number nine for me is... <laughs> you can't look this up while I'm talking. <laughs> I, I just thought about, I'm like, I should have been typing this up while you're... <laughs> oh, let's see here. Oh, you're going to probably get this one pretty quick. Uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. No idea. Oh, really? Um, Montgomery is one of the characters' names. That's Val Kilmer's character's name in this. Um, well, who else's name would you have given <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, David Thewlis is in this as Douglas. And Ron Perlman is in this. And they made a documentary about the shit show that this is. And... Um, I, I think I might know the movie you're talking about, and he's listed under a different name on IMDb, would be my guess. Go ahead and give me the title of the movie. Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh. Oh. Okay. No, I... That didn't make my list, because no. it's a shitty movie. Ah, <laughs> I liked it. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird experiment. Yeah, back when I watched it on DVD in the 90s. <laughs> Watch it again. Uh, actually, it's funny that you described it that way because he was in another movie that's on my list that they also made a documentary about, which is interesting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've always enjoyed Island of Dr. Moreau, even though it's, you know, Richard Stanley had it taken away from him and then John Frankenheimer directed it and it was just, Val Kilmer was difficult to work with, as was Marlon Brando, which this was his last role, I think. What a no, way to go. I, no, no, he had the, the score. I think the score was okay. his last role. But uh, anyway, I I remember liking it, uh, but it, it's been a long, long time. So, Fair I enough. guess, number nine. Number nine for me, uh, you probably will never... It's a normal person named Chris Shehirless. I don't know. Chris Shehirless. I don't know. Heat. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, just normal normal guy. Uh, but the reason I knocked it down to nine is another ensemble piece. He's fantastic in it, though. And... Just an all-around amazing, amazing film. Uh, number eight. Number eight for me. Uh, character's name in this one is Jake Harris. I, I have no idea. I'd say Top Gun. But there's no way Top Gun's at number eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jake Harris. Um, um, maybe Red Planet. Nope. 
I, I must say Jake Harris. That's a very beefy manny name. Man. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Uh, director Rene Harlan's 2004 thriller crime mystery movie Mind Hunters. See, I watched that. I, I figured you'd have that on the list, and I knew you liked it. I watched I do it one like time, it. and I don't remember much about it. Good movie. Need to watch it again. Christian Slater, LL Cool J, Johnny Lee Miller. Weren't they trapped in a warehouse or something? Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like a Ten Little Indians type of thing where they're getting knocked off one by one and there's an FBI or something. It's kind of like a, it's kind of a slasher, I, th- I guess, but more mm-hmm. crime-oriented than horror-oriented. It was good. Number eight for me is Gay Perry. Gay Perry or Gape Harry? <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse. <laughs> Gay uh-huh. Perry. Gay Perry. Homosexual Perry. Okay. Um, Salton Sea? No. Uh, kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, okay. And another reason I, I knocked this down to number eight, it's a better movie than half the movies on this list, but he's not the main guy in it. That's a RDJ joint. Uh, but he pops up from time to time and is hilarious and fantastic and his dialogue is so witty and snappy he delivers it in such a just a great way I his performance is awesome uh, number seven for you seven for me is Danny Parker slash Tom Van Allen right, but I thought Gay Perry was in Sultan Sea no that that would be Sultan Sea yeah <laughs> yep uh, honestly, as much as, I mean, I love Val Kilmer in this movie, but Vincent D'Onofrio, he steals the show in this movie. He is so, uh, icky in this. But the cast is great. The movie is great. Uh, his tattoo is great. It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Great story. Number seven for me is John Holmes. Oh, Wonderland. Yeah, movie The. There's the other movie that they made a documentary about, or they made a documentary about the story behind that movie. Uh, not a fun watch, really, not a comfortable watch, and it kind of ends in a little bit of shroud of mystery, but that whole story has always kind of had a mystery around yeah. it. Uh, fantastic performance, and just a great film, all around. Man, mm. Carrie Fisher was in that movie. I didn't know that. Huh. Yep, good cast. Yeah, Ted Levine, oh, Ted Levine, yeah, he's the man. Yep. Okay, um, and number six. six for me is John Holmes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I oh, love anything that movie. To, anything to add to Wonderland? Or just... uh, it's it's a really good movie. Um, do they? I haven't seen it in a long, long, long time. Do they? cover John Holmes having AIDS at all? Yeah, I think that was talked about at the very end of the okay. film. And then, then there was a text at the end, uh, how he died or whatever. Okay. But yeah, it's it's really good. That's actually one that I wouldn't mind watching. Actually, that one and Salt and Sea, I would not mind... Well, and Mindhunter is an island of Dr. Moreau and Top Secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, number six for me is Nick Rivers. And Top Secret. Oh, Top Secret. Okay. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, maybe maybe within the last two years, I'd say. I, I watched it on one of the streaming services, even though I have it on DVD, I believe. I love this movie uh, as much or more than Airplane. It's, it's right there in the same ballpark for me. Hilarious practical gags, hilarious mm-hmm. uh, inside jokes, hilarious puns. It's just 
fantastic. Uh, this movie just killed me. I remember seeing it as a kid on TV, I think on black and white, and there's a scene where they're like storming the castle and they're army crawling and they run into some boots and the guy stops and is like, oh no, and he looks up and, and there's no guy there, it's just boots. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit like that just floored me as a kid and I was so happy when I was able to find out what movie that was when the internet came around and track the movie down again and own it and oh fantastic that it was i think that was his first role yeah one of his very first yeah no i mean i think the first i think it's his first credit wow uh, anyway I, I love that kilmer shows his range by incredibly funny actor number Agreed. five uh number five for me colonel john henry patterson oh and by the way you should rewatch top secret it holds up completely you would. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I've watched Airplane one and two a bazillion times, and if, I guess to a lesser extent the Naked Gun series. But to, for some reason, Top Secret, I love it. I just I don't own it on any platform, and I just like eh, I don't know. I know it's out there on some of the free streaming stuff. So get get on that. Yeah, I should it check is, that out again. It's damn funny. Uh, okay, did what was that, Colonel John what? Henry Patterson? John Henry Patterson. I mean, I again I, the only army thing I'm. Uh, Top Gun? No, no. I mean, I know it's going to be number one, so I don't know. what What is that? Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, okay. When was the last time you watched that? Because I just watched that not long yeah, ago. DVD. I mean, it's way back in DVD days. Uh, I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I, from what I remember, I really liked the movie. I think that it's underrated, but again, I haven't seen it in so long. It's pretty good. Has it, is it starting to get dated? I mean, we're talking 22, 23 years old now. It's a little scatterbrained. I mean, he's doing this thing, and then uh, uh, the other guy comes in to help him, and then they think they got him, but they don't, and they're using stock footage, and his English accent comes and goes throughout the movie. Sometimes he has it, sometimes he doesn't. Dream sequences, and it's okay, but I didn't like it as much as I have in the past. Uh, number five for me is Chris Knight. Chris Knight. I don't know if we've ever talked about this movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And if you haven't, it's something you need to get on immediately. I, um, Red Planet? <laughs> no. Uh, Real Genius. Oh, oh man. I did see that, but I don't remember a single thing about it. And I saw, the last time I saw that was on VHS. So. Oh, this is an awesome 80s comedy that has all the 80s tropes of college movie. It's freaking awesome. It's it's a better version of Revenge of the Nerds, because they're all nerds. And oh, I, I enjoy the hell out of this movie. And like uh, lots of those sex jokes in there, too, uh, of the time. And Yeah. That was one where I always got that confused with uh, real science. Or no, 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 weird science. Weird, weird science. science. Everybody yeah. loves weird science. I've only watched it once or twice, and I'm like, eh... I'll take real genius. Cool. Number four. Okay. Uh, four for me is... Now, you're going to... I'm sure you're going to get this one here fairly quickly, but... When I find it on IMDb... <laughs> uh, <laughs> take your time. Take your time. There it is. We can pause for a word from our sponsors if we uh, need to buy some time. <laughs> um, Man Mardigan. There Man we Mardigan, go. Yeah. Willow. Yeah. Uh, now we're getting up to the to the really good stuff here. Willow is great. 
1988, so it's got the 80s kind of sort of Star Wars thing going on, but it's fantasy and it's got Warwick Davis in it and action and just lots of Ron Howard coolness story by George Lucas. Good movie, really good movie. I need to, another one I need to rewatch, and I've got this one on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's a, a damn fine movie. Now, remind me, you kind of weren't keen on that movie, uh, at least from memory, until you rewatched it. Not correct, too long correct. Ago, right? I, was, I think I was a little bit. It was long. I mean, it's two plus hours, and it drug a little bit for me when, from what I remember. But it, it's still, it's got that '80s high budget. It's cool. Yeah. Fantasy, and I love the poster art's cool. I love that the uh, effects still hold up. Yeah. I remember when that thing came out in the theaters, and now that was that was after um, I, you know, I was obsessed with Star Wars, and my, was, uh, Mom and Dad put the kibosh on, uh, on most fantasy stuff for me, and this one especially, I kind of think that this was making the rounds in the conservative community as it's PG, but it's really violent. So, eh. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it's for a PG rated movie. It's pretty violent, right? I think. Yeah. But in a fantasy way, uh, you know, sword and sandals, sorcery kind yeah. of thing, you know, they're swinging swords and casting spells and shit. Yeah. It's more that they have like goblin, goblin-y kind of things in that our parents were, yeah. No, no, no. It's from hell. Uh, number three for me. No, number four, sorry. Is Scott. <laughs> no, His name just... is just Scott. Uh, written and directed by David Mamet. How about that? Nope. Nope. Nothing. Spartan. <laughs> okay. Never seen it. Uh, you need to get on that. Damn. Spartan? That's bad. That's I'm, I thought you borrowed this from me at one point. I have it on DVD. I'm pretty sure back in the DVD times you watched it. It's a damn good movie. Val Kilmer, Derek Luke. Uh, what else is in this movie? Clark Gregg. Uh, he's a like an FBI investigator, and he goes after a high-ranking. Let's see, the daughter of a high-ranking U.S. government official gets kidnapped by a sex slavery ring. And he goes after him. And he is like a kind of spy that doesn't give a fuck. So, and he's partnered with somebody new. He's trying to keep him on the line. And he's like, um, hmm, I'm going to question this guy. By the dumpster, out back. And he goes, punches him in the face. And hey, where's so-and-so? She's like, you can't do that. And the guy's like hollering, I got rights. And he picks up the guy's arm and puts it in the dumpster and slams his arm down on it and just breaks the fucker right in half. Awesome. And he's like, where is so... And then the guy starts talking immediately and, you know, his partner's like, we can't use any of that. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to that person. I'm going to do the same thing until I find the girl. (laughs) More or less, that's what he says. I haven't watched it in quite a while. Man, I don't remember that movie at all. I don't know if I've seen it. Well, you need to see if that's on Amazon Prime or something and you need to watch it because it is awesome. Very good thriller. And Kilmer gives a hell of a performance. It's just a kind of a Jason Bourne type, um, uh, Ethan Hunt. That that would be a better comparison. Yeah, cool. Oh, that sounds good. I, I it, it's not a balls out action movie, but it's an awesome thriller. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that's one I've I I know it, but I don't know if I've ever seen it. And it might be one where I pop it in the player, and I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this. But even like your description, I'm like, eh, it's not really ringing a bell to me. 
Well, uh, check it out sometime. Okay. Uh, number three for me, he is known as Gallagher. Oh, that's Red Planet, right? Yeah, yes, it is. Good call. Okay. Yeah, everybody seems to just have a first name. Bauman, uh, <laughs> Birchenol, Santen. Yeah. Well, what can you say? Val Kilmer's kind of a one-name kind of dude. Yep. Yeah, he is. And this is a great movie. Uh, this came out... Didn't this come out right... This was like back when like there was Volcano and... Uh, Oh, Pike's Peak or the Peak or oh, whatever. Dante's Peak. Dante's I think, Peak. I think it was a little after that. And then it was Red Planet and Mission to Mars. That's what it was. Those were the two Mars movies that yeah. year. I like them both. Everybody, everybody hated both of them. I thought both are good. Yeah. And Red Planet has good special effects. I, I like that the robot dog type thing gets gets turned into militant or whatever by the end, and it turns into a chase type thing. Oh, it was cool. Yep. I agree. Tom Sizemore is in it, and you know me. I like my Sizemore. <laughs> Number three for me is Mad Mardigan and Willow. Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I I didn't love it the first time or two I watched it. I, I thought it was okay. But the older I get, the more I seem to like it when I, you know, it's, oh, it kind of reminds me of the 80s and, you know, that, that kind of real practical effects. And Ron Howard did some real inter- interesting stuff when he was on the bridge and they were summoning those goblins or ghouls or trolls or whatever the hell. Yeah, uh, or And they were throwing, like, trying to rocks and turn them into stone or whatever the... Just some real interesting camera work there. <clears throat> I like the story. I like that that one evil person in it, she's... Or, is she evil? She's kind of in between, but then she comes to be on the good side, I think, by the end. But that actress was in, oh, I want to say Red Sonja, and I don't know if that's right. It's not okay. Red Sonja. It's another fantasy movie around that time that I really liked. Anyway, uh, Willow is good shit. Number two. Uh, number two for me is, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doc Holliday. And to- I love Tombstone. I think it is a great movie. The acting is great, the villains are great, and I I think that Val Kilmer steals the show in the movie. I thought he was fantastic as Doc Holliday. Every scene that he's in, he's just got this cool swagger, and it's great. There's lots of lots of testosterone in this movie, and I like that. <laughs> Bill Paxton's in it, Powers Booth, Michael Bean. Oh, their cast is so good in this movie. Ah, oh, just Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell-y and mustache Great. Yep. My quarrel's not with you. I'll be your Huckleberry. Eh, I see. I, I, ooh, that gives me goosebumps. I like that. Cool. What's it mean? Uh, number two for me <laughs> is Danny Parker slash Tam, Tom Van Allen, Sultan C. This was a gem in the rough that I found on a blind buy down in the Outer Banks at some uh, what was the video store we used to have in town? Whatever, whenever Hollywood video, not Hollywood video, something else. Video connection? No, no, no. The franchise one that was downtown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Whenever that one was going out of business, there, movie there were, it was a movie gallery. There you go. Yeah, I'm not sure why I had to sing it that way. Because <laughs> you, cause we have to have a Eugene jingle every episode, sir. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of the bylaws of movie yeah. freaks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a commercial that like mo- like you'd walk in there and it was constantly movie gallery. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> uh. 
anyway, the movie gallery down the Outer Banks when I was on vacation was having some big sale, and it was like five for ten or something, and me and my buddy just went nuts, me and Ned, buying movies like crazy. And one of the movies I bought was The Sultan Sea, because I was like, well, Val Kilmer's in it, and there's some weird tattoo on the cover, because it's got that shitty DVD case that the plastic side flips open, then the cardboard cover pops out. Uh, anyway, so we sat down and watched it, and uh, we're pretty well blown away. And why have we never heard about this movie? This is amazing. And it still holds up. I've watched that movie half a dozen times. It's pretty damn good. It's heartbreaking, but it's damn good. Hey, welcome back. What the fuck? Shut up! She's barking at nothing. Uh-huh. 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 No kids, just dogs. You want to go out there and fight with us? Oh, there he goes again. What is your problem? There we go. This is why I don't have a dog. Because they bark and poop and make me sneeze. Guarantee the little dog now is going to fight with the big dog. And then Guarantee. More... She, she barks like that and Roger's like, Bitch, shut up. I'm going to fuck you up. And goes out there and starts attacking her. Bark, 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 bark. Oh, Roger doesn't take any shit from her. He doesn't care that she's five times as big as him. He's just like, fuck you. Stands up on his he circus dogs on his hind's legs and bites her ears. Argh, argh, bites her ears. And she feels like she's getting her ears scratched. So she just stands there and is like, yeah. You it, little guy. Just you it. <laughs> That's foreign language to me. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> shaking, shaking your head like, how could anybody have a pet? Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah, I you would got rather... neighbors. I don't know how yeah, you I deal got with neighbor. neighbors. They all have dogs. Okay. Uh, number one for me is Tom Kazansky. Woo! Oh, that's Top Gun. It's got to yeah. be. Iceman. Of course. I mean, it's yours, too, so let's... Oh, no. Uh, number one for me is Jim Morrison. Uh, I haven't I mean, seen eh. it. You haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no Iceman in the top ten? Uh, your credibility no. is highly <laughs> suspect right now. Uh, clearly it is, because I hated Relaxer. So me and most critics are already... We're dis- and all you critics on Relaxer, I'm keeping track of you fuckers that like this movie. <laughs> just so you know. Down the road when there's a movie I like and you're shitting on it, I'm gonna be like, yeah, but you like Relaxer, so fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, Top Gun. It's great. I love it. Danger Zone. Woo! I mean, is he in more than four scenes? I haven't, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. He's, he's in it a lot. He's... All right. Yep. How much do you think he's going to be in the sequel? I, my guess, not much. But we'll see. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like at his age, he's fifty nine. I don't know if if how whipped into shape can you get, especially after having some major surgery done on your neck. And, uh, yep. I I don't know. I mean, Tom Cruise is what sixty, looking like he's thirty five all the time. <laughs> no. No, he doesn't look 35. He's starting to show a couple cracks. No, but he? he does not look his age, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go talk about Val Kilmer's best role uh, that is in an Oliver Stone film called The Doors. Uh, where he, I don't know, gets out a Ouija board and summons the soul of Jim Morrison to come inhabit his body for two hours and 20 minutes. And I, Val Kilmer almost completely vanishes. You just 
left with Jim Morrison. And I know this because I, I this I was a fan of The Doors, and then I watched this movie, and I became more of a fan of The Doors, so I would actually go and watch videos of Jim Morrison and how he moves and the way that he emotes. And Kilmer just killed it. He killed it. It's amazing. I'd have to go see what won Best Acting Oscar that year, but... <sighs> Morrison should have been, or Morrison, Kilmer should have been in the running. Meg Ryan, Kyle McLaughlin, um, Kevin Dillon, Michael Wincott, Michael Madsen. Man, that's a good cast. Billy Idol, John Densmore. Uh, How have you not seen this movie? Aren't you an Oliver, you're the Oliver Stone fan between the two of us, aren't you? There's a new, fresh, remastered 4K UHD disc out there, and ooh, it's tempting, but I'm like, it's... I've never seen it before. What if it turns out to be meh? Don't, doesn't Amazon Prime or something have it? No. Um, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm not it. telling you to wait. I'm not telling you to go blind by it because that'll be a $20, $30 disc. And then yeah. you're going to be like, eh. I'm, but I think you should watch it. I think you'd like it. And you said I'm not into hippie music. I don't, I mean, there's a bit of hippie in their music, but not, this is rock and roll. It's just, it's 60s rock and roll. But they were breaking down doors, literally. That's what they... Yeah. Come on through to the other side. Now, is that... Because they... Uh, Black Sabbath, I always... like. For me, rock and roll started with, I guess, Led Zeppelin. But Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, that's kind of where... Especially Black Sabbath. The door... I always just thought the doors were a little bit more... Groovy, baby! Again, I, I'm just not... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know their music. I know some of their songs, of course, but I've never been, like... I have to own an album from the Doors. I I don't. No, they're not. It, I don't think of it as like groovy. Uh, no, I don't think of that. <laughs> they're like, let's drop acid, a lot of acid, like enough to kill a person. Acid, and maybe wander around the desert a little bit and have visions and go do Indian spiritual stuff. But not. It always turns dark and brooding, and he's they're drunk all the time, and it, he's a maniac, out of control, and this is the end. That's one of their more mellow songs, by the way. Really? Huh. Yeah. Got him booted out of... It got him in a lot of trouble. Because in that song... Oh, because in that song, he's like, Father, I want to kill you. Mother, I want to fuck you. Oh, and... what? Yeah. The huh. doors. The doors were hardcore, dude. They, <laughs> they didn't fuck around. <laughs> uh, to me, it's... Oh, Black Sabbath. That's where... Yeah, it's the... not metal. I'm not gonna... Yeah. I'm not trying to sell it as metal, but... They were hardcore. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I will make it a point to watch that movie. It says on IMDb, watch now with Prime Video. What? That's what it says on IMDb, I don't know. Alright, well, I'll uh, take a gander on that one. <laughs> okay, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions for me. I uh, just got a couple here. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I didn't much care for that movie. What? Uh, Why not? No. Eh, it just, I felt, I, I, I've only watched it once, but the comedy didn't work for me on that one. For, I don't, I just, meh. Um, Thunderheart, I remember that was one that my parents actually took me to the theater to see, and I remember it being extremely boring, but I've got fond memories because I rarely saw movies, and I'm like, yay, Thunderheart. <laughs> it's something. True Romance, I don't remember him in it. Well, yeah, Elvis. Heat, I've watched. How is Heat not in your top ten? What the hell? I watched it once, maybe twice. I watched it twice. Shame on you. Shame. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't even own that anymore, like, on any platform. I... Oh, the island of Dr. Moreau made it. Oh, shame. <laughs> Heaps of shame on you. Uh, but uh, Batman Forever, that was like, the, like, that almost made the top ten, <laughs> Batman Forever. Oh, because uh, him and Jim Carrey are in it. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Uh, honorable mentions for me, Top Gun, um, Red Planet. Red Planet was, I really liked that movie. There were just others I liked just a bit more. Or I thought were a little better well made. And The Saint. I really like The Saint from the 90s. You remember that movie? Uh-huh. I quite enjoy that movie. I need to give it another watch, I think. But it's it's just a fun little actioner, and he's cool. Okay, anything else you want to add for Val Kilmer? Um, no, I you know, I've always liked that guy. And because of... Granted, I think I, I had watched some of his other stuff before I watched Top Gun. But Top Gun is... I mean, it's my everything, you know, and... So yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> he will always and forever be known as the cool, sexy blonde guy from the movie. Oh, what's his name again? Don't Tom, Tom Kazansky <laughs> or Iceman? Or there, I was just checking, just seeing if you knew the Kaz- Kazansky. Yeah, it's oh, the, he chews gum like a motherfucker in that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, there you go, Val Kilmer. Thumbs up. Uh, let's move on to recently watched, and you're up first. What you been watching? Um, it chapter two. Saw that in the theater with my buddies uh, Stephen Maynard. Um, we've added one to our our group is growing, so now it is Stephen Maynard and I, and you are looking in from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. it, yeah, yeah. It, it chapter two. Uh, <laughs> So I will. For, I feel like I'm going to be a broken record, and I'm going to kind of agree with what a lot of critics are saying. It is too long, and I, it, I, I like the the runtime on this, but I think that they they had the runtime long in the wrong places. the uh, The setup for the adult characters in the book is so good, and you're just riveted to all of their stories and what has become of them. And here it is, like, it is Cliff Notes version of their fairly shitty adult lives before getting back to Derry. And it just, it didn't have as much of an emotional, like, I wasn't as emotionally connected immediately uh, like I was the kids in the first one because it's like, okay, they're all kind of, they're all kind of fucked up adults now and here's why real quick. And now let's get them to Derry so they can get on with the clown shit. And I, I... And then by the midsection, they all split up because they all have to find, you know, there's the MacGuffin that they all have to, whatever, to get, get rid of Pennywise the Clown. And that's where it's still really good, but I think that the all of that stuff could have been shortened a bit to make it a little bit more tight and tense. And um, so, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is keep the three-hour runtime, but have it a little bit more front-loaded so that you're a little bit more invested in the characters and where they're at in life because you like the kids. So, I mean, I loved the kids from it chapter one. I thought they did a great job. The casting was great. The acting was great. That was, it was so good. And and here the casting is really good. I liked all the characters, but I don't think they had quite enough time to breathe to get to know them as much. Um, spoiler alert. There is no flying space turtle that regurgitates the galaxy out in whatever. And this is a, his, 
Ying for the Yang or whatever the creature that I don't I don't remember how the book ended. I remember it was kind of strange, but I don't remember what it, what it was. Yeah, there's there's deadlights, and that's how you defeat the thing. And there's a ritual of chewed or whatever, and it's just there's a lot of Stephen Kingy Stephen Kingness in the end. And they, the more I think about it, when the when the credits rolled, I'm like, ah, I want my space turtle. But I understand. It's kind of like the Watchmen to where I get why they didn't do the big squid thing. Yeah. I, I understand that. They tried to make it... I don't want to say they dumbed it down, but it's the book is really, really out there. And I liked it. I thought the ending was fine. I dug that. But they tried to make it a little bit more earthbound. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I am looking forward to watching both of these kind of back-to-back, like over a couple nights, and maybe even extended versions I, just, I was going to say, I think I read a story, I could be wrong about this, that there was going to be an extended cut of part two. Yeah. I hope there is. I, especially if they even add a little bit more stuff to part one. I love the mythology of the actual alien being that is Pennywise and how it has basically... So he is an alien. Yeah, he is an alien from outer oh. space or from another dimension and Derry is because of it. Or you know, it's basically been built up around this thing that feeds every 27 years and it's, I love, this is what's so great about Stephen King and how he writes, is he just, there's so much backstory going on in his novel, like, through all, you know, through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, how people just disappear, and this creature has this telepathic hold on anybody that's in Derry, Maine. So, kids are murdered brutally, but they're just forgotten about, because it's just this all-powerful being that can do that. It can destroy a whole, you know group of people and well that sucked okay let's move on what are you doing on tuesday yeah and i i love that uh they do a really good setup in part two that is in the book with a gay couple getting the absolute ever loving shit kicked out of them by some homophobic assholes and i'm like oh i remember that from the book and that's very similar to to the novel i liked that um bill Hader, of course as everybody is saying bill Hader steals the show and he does he's he is Richie, he's he's the adult version of the kid actor in the first one. Um, beep, it's a, beep. It, yeah, beep beep, Richie. Uh, there, there is a lot of bloody shit going on, uh, but I think people that are saying, "Oh, there's not enough Pennywise." Yeah, yes, there is. In fact, I think less is more. I think that they, I honestly thought they showed him a little bit too much. I there's a lot of CGI in this movie, folks. Like. A shit ton of CGI. In well, there wasn't the first one, too. Yeah, yeah, there is. But I, the first one was more scary to me. This one here, it was longer, so I think that there is, there might be more scenes of Pennywise, but it's just, after a while, I'm like, uh, this should, this midsection should have been shortened and not quite as much big CGI creatures. They're cool. I get it. I like it, but, mmm, uh, great giant, reference. Giant spider, yes or no? Yes, way, 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 way better than the TV version. Um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's in the book. I mean, there is a spider creature thing in the book. Um, spo- spoiler We're alert. way past spoilers because yeah. it, it's a book. It's been made into a miniseries, and you yeah. said spoiler at the beginning. I don't yeah. give a shit. Um, but they retain the clown, Pennywise clown head on this spider, and it's it's effective and it works. But that wasn't, like, it was just this big, ridiculous-looking spider thing in the book. So they, you know, it was almost like they're like, Pennywise is such an iconic creature now. Uh, Sarsgaard plays it so well that, like, we don't want to, like, 
he is kind of the Freddy Krueger, so we can't get rid of the face, is what I took that as. Uh, yeah. And it worked. It was cool, but just how they... Uh, how they how they kill Pennywise in this, and you know, they do obviously. Um, eh, I'm curious what you're gonna think. It's it's fine, but it, well, it's pretty common uh, accepted criticism that the second half of it, the novel, and miniseries or anything was not so needed. Yeah, or or it just never was that great. Yeah, this... I I, I want to ask how you can retain this information, but then I remember. Oh yeah, I read the book in high school, twenty plus years ago. Yeah. I read it a <laughs> I read couple, it, like, years, couple ago. years. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Oh, I I, I love it. Uh, there is a great homage to uh, to John Carpenter's The Thing, and I mean like straight up, like it's lifted from The Thing and <laughs> pooped into this movie, and it's awesome. Oh, it's so cool. I was like, ah, <laughs> The Thing. I like that. Thank you. And King had a cameo. Yes, he had a cameo. Actually, I was on my way out. I mean, I, I had to piss so bad. I'm like, well, okay, it's, there's a little bit of downtime and on my, I mean, just sprinting, sprinting down the hallway. And I'm like, I think I hear Stephen King's voice. I'm like, fuck. So I missed Stephen King's cameo. But oh, it was something, I, I, I just saw a picture online, but it was something in a gar- car garage and there were license plates, uh, nailed to the wall above his head. And one of the license plate was the license plate from Christine. Oh, that's badass. Ah, shit. Well, I'll watch it when it, yeah, later on. But there's little nods to The Shining and, um, some of other, some of Stephen King's other works. And there, there is little, I think little nods to the turtle being thing, but it's not a thing in this movie. So. It's in it. It's in it, yeah. All in all, good movie. I give it a thumbs up. It's not as good as the first one, but I'm looking forward to rewatching it in the context of, like, just watching them all over like a four day span or whatever at home. Yeah. Well, I was hoping to take Addie to see it cause her dad took her to see part one. So I was like, well, maybe I can sneak her off to take part two. And, but I got, there's just too much going on right now. And, and she has to go see it as soon as possible because all the kids in school are, t- that's all they talk about. Yeah. So she'll get things spoiled for her. Yeah. I was like, I understand. Go with your dad this weekend. It's a marathon though. I mean, it is, especially with the trailers, Three hours, I'm out. It's damn long, and it felt it. Like, certain movies don't feel long to me, but this one here, I'm like, okay, let's get on with killing the fucking clown already. (laughs) (laughs) And that's probably going to be our title this week. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Um... Wow, you derailed me with that one. <laughs> just shoved my brain right through that speed bump. Uh, okay. What was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I like it when I'm in a long a movie that I know is going to be a long movie, and I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. This must be the climax. And I look down, and there's an hour left, and I'm like, yes! As opposed to, this must, oh, this is probably the climax. And you look down, and there's an hour left, and you're like, oh, fuck me. That's what this was. <laughs> I, they were in, I mean, spoilers, they're in the cave, they're going after it, and then, like, oh, wait, now we're back to splitting off and going into our own, uh, she's in a bathroom filled with blood, and they're all, like, and, like, wow, get back to the, get back to the tunnel, please, for the love of God, get back (laughs) to the tunnel, but then, yeah, anyway, it's in the movie, that stuff is in the book maybe i that i don't remember i at that point i'm like let's go <laughs> so anyway uh okay 
I anything else for it chapter two? Nope. It is worth a watch. It definitely, but um, you specifically may want to wait till home viewing. Yeah, probably will. I'll do a little double header here because it won't take as long as that one did. Uh, I teased this review, uh, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, and so I thought I would give the final review here on Spike Lee's Clockers. Young drug pushers in the projects of Brooklyn live hard, dangerous lives trapped between their drug bosses and the detectives out to stop them. Starring Harvey Keitel, John Turturro, Delroy Lindo, Mackay Pfeiffer, Isaiah Washington, Keith David, Regina Taylor... Whew, what a cast. Awesome. And like I said, this was my first introduction to Spike Lee. I took it back as a rental the first time I got it. I only watched about half of it. And I bought it on VHS just because, well, I've seen more Spike Lee now. I understand what he does and and how his movies go. Let me give it another shot. Um, And the first half of it, I still was like, I hate this. It's just... It's that 90s kind of filmmaking where it's trying to be like a music video and it just, it's not like Do the Right Thing, which was older and, and more independent. I, it just, where it felt like a, just an independent film. This was trying to be flashy and quick cuts and weird colors mm-hmm. and I, I hated it. Now the second half of this movie got a little better because it's, it, I feel like it smoothed out a little bit more and was more like a movie and just telling a story instead of all these flashy stuff that's annoying. Uh, it, and by the end of the movie, I'm going to say I didn't hate it. I appreciated it for what it was with the story that it's trying to tell the cops. all oh, the cops are just despicable in this movie as expected. Uh, I, I mean, the, the way that the movie ends basically with the one character escaping and riding off into the sunset. I think if I ever got the chance to interview Spike Lee, I'd be like, would would you ever consider making a sequel to a movie like this? Where it's 20 years later, let's see what these these characters are up to. And Spike's grown as a filmmaker. His filmmaking technique is not like this at all anymore. It's a little more straightforward. I, that I, I would actually go watch that movie. I would see that movie. Just to see what, what happened to all these people. There you go. I, I give it kind of a, a middling passing grade, kind of. Uh, I didn't love it, didn't hate it. And now I think maybe next time I watch it, I'll appreciate it a little bit more because I know what to expect. Cool, okay. But not one that I'm like, oh, if you like Spike Lee, whew, you got to run by this one. Like, eh, there's about five other movies I'd, I'd definitely say first. Uh, okay, next up. Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. Oh, the controversy. Have you watched this? Not yet, but it is on my short list of things I want to watch immediately. Now, why controversy? Oh, that's why I hit play on this one, because the controversy. Oh, this one has people pissed. People are saying boycott this one. What? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes actually closed off the uh, way it does reviews, so that the only people that could give reviews were like five critics and they were five super progressive critics. And so for a while, this thing had a zero percent on the tomato meter until they got enough backlash. And then they opened it up for everybody else for audience scores and stuff. And now it has like a 99% fresh. So yeah, this is one that has all of the, um, super, I'm just going to say it, dude, don't get offended. (laughs) Sticks and stones. It's got all the super left lefty, uber liberal progressive people pissed off and they should 
have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up, because this was awesome. There, much like huh. the South Park, there is nobody that he leaves uninfringed. You know what I'm saying? He kind of pokes fun at everybody in this thing. But what pisses people off is that he talks about LBGTQ people, and they're not allowed to poke fun at anybody like that. And you know what? This stuff I didn't find offensive. Like, <sighs> you know who I think is really pissed off at this? People who are not actually in these groups. There, I mean, there might be some people that are, but for the most part, it's that, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's that group of people on the left that is just loses their fucking minds about every little, that's offensive. Did you just assume my gender? Oh my God. How dare you? You know, I'm. Yeah, they also wear dresses that say, I heart abortion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Chill no out. I'm, 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 you're, you're, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. While I was watching this, I was thinking, I, I, is there anything Eugene's going to find? offensive in this. No, I don't think so. I, I would love to discuss some of the topics with you, but I don't want to ruin the stand-up for you. And the whole time he's doing it, he's just kind of wandering around. He, I mean, and looking at the crowd like, y'all, you're still okay? You're still okay? Because this might be my last stand-up. I'm going to say some shit. And he says some shit. And it's great. And he even, early on in the show, takes a huge shot at the audience sitting right in front of him. Oh, really? Okay. And, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, he takes a shot at every, every group. I don't care who you are, every group. And in the end, it, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. I didn't care because he's not wrong. We have become too soft or too sensitive to every little tiny thing, especially if you're going to see a comedian, especially if you're going to go see a comedian like Dave Chappelle. If you're going to get offended by the, uh, you, you got to know what kind of comedian you're going to go see before you buy tickets, right? You don't just like, oh, I know there's some people, we, we meet them in the movie theater. Oh, what's playing right now? One, please. Those are the kind of people that would get offended, I think. Ugh. But anyway, you'll love it. Uh, I think. Not for the wife at all. Not, not one single joke, I don't think. <laughs> I've watched some of his other stuff, by the way, which I think is fantastic. Uh, it's awesome. And little teaser on coming soon, Bill Burr's. New stand-up dropped last night at midnight, or night before last at midnight. That, that's the next thing on my list. I can't wait to watch it. Big cool. thumbs up from me. Excellent. Everybody quit being so offended by words, for crying out loud. Uh, back to you. Okay, well, let's just get this one taken care of. Um, oh, no. Under the Silver Lake. Oh, no. <laughs> I warned you, you might hate it. Hey. That was a slog. Um, I told, did I not warn you? You no, might you hate warned it. me, and I kept. And I, I actually I re-listened to the podcast, and I'm like, "Up, oh, here's your review of it. You really liked it, but you're like, Eugene, you may not. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. nope, <laughs> no, nope. I didn't get it. Um, I got your references. Like, I got the references as far as David Lynch and a whole hell of a lot of of." What's the one from the box director that I hated? Um, Southland Tales? Southland Tales. Or just, 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 here's shit on the screen. Make sense of it. There's a topless woman with her bird next door. And uh, Spider-Man, why don't you fuck the blonde lady that shows up with food or something? Because 
No, no, no. <laughs> Do you want me to explain it to you? Or? Oh, ha- yeah. I am actually enlighten me. I this was this was way way over my pay grade. I, I said did, I told you you got to pay pay attention. Oh, I did. I I was this was prime time. Well, actually, I gave up uh, about a halfway through. I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. I'm not wasting prime time real estate on this. <laughs> this is relegated to early morning antics. <laughs> But you gotta admit, if it was, it has all the tones. If it if it had attracted you, you could see what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yes, very much so. I mean, this. Hey, I like the weirdest shit you can possibly imagine. But just this just didn't click with me. Granted, the women were beautiful, but a naked woman with a cat mask running around the house, or some old dude playing Nirvana, and then what? No. The movie no. was about there being an underlying society that is controlling all of society through music and art and movies, especially. And was that that guy? That was the that, old the old guy that was playing Nirvana. It's, he was saying he's the musician. He wrote he wrote all of the all of the greatest hits, all of them. So all that of was the songs fly for movies as well. Then everything is like yes, and it's all it's all like uh, um, that John Carpenter movie. It's all meant to control it distract us and control us and keep us busy and keep us working so that the ultra rich can keep playing but then what was all the the druggy parties and the oh that was the, the rich people playing and okay. you trying to get in and that's what all the all the movies are meant to control us and what's obey 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 yeah. what's that uh john carpenter movie they live the, they live it's that it's a it's almost a remake of they live but at the end of it it's big corporations that control all of the masses to keep us distracted and keep us working. And then where it goes off the rails at the end, where, like I was talking about in the review, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, he's trying to find the girl at the end and they're going to seal themselves under the mountain. Yes. Like Pharaohs of old. That way in a 50 or a hundred years, when they dig up their, they're found, they dig up their bones. They'll be like, well, who are these people? Wow. These must've been the Kings of the universe because they are. But why did the girl want to do that? What? I mean, she's... That part I would, is why I said it falls off a bit, because it's like, eh. She, they are... It's almost like a cult. They believe they will be revered as gods and therefore live forever. Hmm. Like I, I said, it petered out a little bit, but I liked the mystery of it where he finds the, the one map in the cereal box and it lines up with the video game magazine and... I was like, oh, it is all inter... You know, there is a big conspiracy. It is all intertwined. The the guy with the masks on the wall, he's something. Topher Grace is there. Uh, When he's walking through the park, though, and the creepy people standing following him, that was creepy, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yep. Um, I know, I'm not not trying to convince you to like it. I'm just trying to explain why I did. I can tell by your tone that you're being very polite. When I get your your monthly reviews, it'll be zero, zero fucking stars. (laughs) No, it got one. It got one. (laughs) Uh, It it ended, my review ended with a twirly mustache saying suspenders. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for your review of relaxer then. Oh, just uh, once they got to the guy, old guy playing piano, I'm like, oh, you fucker, uh, quit playing Nirvana. I don't like you or this movie. Quit it. Just knock it <laughs> off. And oh, now you're destroying Kurt Cobain's guitar. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, it was right. just not for me. But who knows? Maybe Relaxer might be a bit more up my... Oh, if you come back with a positive review for Relaxer, I'm going to freak right out. <laughs> and I'm not saying that next to Under the Silver Lake. I'm not putting... We're not comparing those two movies, okay? Yeah. Because that's honestly, like, with how you described Relator, uh, 
uh, there was a bit of under the silver lake in there with just, I mean, just above nope. my pay, way above my pay grade. I'm, I'm no, just spoon feed me eighties <laughs> shit and then be done with it. <laughs> That's fine, but don't go into relaxer thinking under the silver lake or some, sh- or yeah. there's any kind of com- correlation or yeah. comparison. One is a movie, one is not. <laughs> oh. You can't at least admit that, Under the Silver Lake. That is a movie. Oh, yes. It, and it, yeah. seriously, I, it, you said it looked big budget. It did. It looked very well polished. Uh, and the acting was fine. I. It's just the story. I'm like, it felt like I'm going to try and make a David Lynch movie. And I... Uh, yeah, I did enjoy Lynch him punching the kids, though. That was great. That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I'm like, you little motherfuckers. Uh, I actually wish he would have beat the shit out of all of them more so than he did. That was my, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. That or the, how, the girl with the balloons on her. Stupid-ass costume. But she was beautiful. It's I took it as like a... Like a Ninth Gate kind of thing. Like, there's this whole cult underlying cult community that he's trying to find and only certain people are parts of it. Mm. And he's kind of interacting with them. And he smells like a skunk because he got blasted by... <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> well, every time he was walking around, people were like, what's that smell? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and there's one... What's the band's name? Or the... the Yeah, there's something in... The Anal Vampires or some weird... <laughs> and the, and Jesus Christ, I think. Yeah, something... Uh, anyway... Uh, oh, I do. I actually, I did appreciate when when uh, when Garfield goes and just completely beats the shit out of that that douchey singer on the toilet, like he's taking a shit, <laughs> and in comes Andrew Garfield's character and just starts pummeling him, and he's like, you know, kind of holding his balls and like, oh, I'm taking a shit, I'm pooping. <laughs> like, okay. so there are moments in the movie that I'm like, I oh. think you're up to a, a one and a half by now. <laughs> oh yeah. Whew. Oh, anyway. Hey, I said in the review, it's totally fine if you hate it. It was a, it wasn't even so much as a recommendation as it was. I'd like your opinion on it. Yeah. yeah well, so thank, thank you for watching it. Yep. Um, do you want to do another one? Um. No, I'll let that one be be my my swan song for the episode. Oh, or actually, how about this? Are we done? Well, I'll I'll review. This won't take long. Uh, Wacken? Wicken? Waken, I don't know. It's a town where there's a heavy metal fest that comes through every year and it sells oh, out in like well, a day. Well, spell it for us. W-A-C-K-E-N. And it sounds like it should be Wacken or Waken, but no one pronounces it that. It's Wicken. Like, it's not spelled Wicken, damn it, but that's <laughs> Wicken? I don't know. But it's this huge, 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 huge festival, and I'm like, oh, this, this is going to be a good documentary about heavy metal rock and roll bands. And you know what? It was well shot. I liked a lot of the bands, but it was, to, to me, it was completely and totally empty. It was just, oh, here's Scotty Ian talking about how badass this is, and here's a couple clips from Rammstein, and um, uh, here's Alice Cooper saying how great it is. It, there's just, Woodstock is the be-all, end-all of concert documentaries. That was fantastic, and this just felt, there, there, there was nothing to it, just a couple couple live tracks and then fans, you know, sliding in the mud or getting shit faced. Uh, there was a little side thing, a uh, side stage where there was a battle of the bands. And that was probably the most interesting part of the, this documentary is just that these, you know, these bands from different parts of the world all go to this place and try out for a possible record deal. That was interesting, I guess, but man, the rest of it was, you know, 
Uh, Lamb of God, I guess, was another good... I'm like, okay, here we go. Some finally, some kick-ass heavy metal. Uh, that was cool. But th- I, this is a huge thing, I guess. Like, this this thing, every year, there's like 70,000, 80,000 people, and it sells out, like, almost immediately. So that's... It's a big concert deal, but I was expecting a little bit more... I don't know. How they set up the stage and how they get the people in from the different parts of the world, or, yeah, I don't know. So is it just concert footage? Yeah, it's pretty much just concert footage and just surface-level chit-chat. Yeah, this place kicks ass, and we've been doing this for, I mean, there's a lady from Japan, I think, that shows up, and they interview her a little bit, and she's like, ah, I'm hungover. I'm gonna go do something now, and here's how people take showers here and everybody jumps into a swimming pool uh, and then uh, lots of drunkenness. And it's, it sounds like it should be good, but it was okay. But eh, I was expecting more under the silver Wiccan. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, boy, that bothered me because I'm like, after the movie was done, I'm like, I still don't quite know how to pronounce that town's name. And then I'm like, well, shit, should I look into maybe going to this thing? And Of course. Do your own documentary. Yeah. yeah. And it was sold out for two, for 2020. And then, like, then more brain cells kicked in and were like, Eugene, you're not going to go to that. <laughs> can't even pronounce it. You couldn't even get to the I town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would end up in Mount Hope. <laughs> at the sail barn yep. with the Amish. Yep. Where's Slayer? What, what time's the show? <laughs> what time's the they show retired start? last year. <laughs> You can't park here. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay, you want to do coming soon and wrap up? Yep. Oh, you're up first. Oh, uh, relaxer. I'm going to be watching relaxer. <laughs> um. Oh boy, I'm I'm nervous yet somewhat aroused by this whole. Well, no. Uh, what else do I got coming? Coming. <laughs> um. <laughs> the Four Skulls of Jonathan Drake. That's a black and white movie from Scream Factory that I spent money on. Uh, <laughs> Contamination Point Seven, another Scream Factory movie that I spent dollars on. Uh, scared. St- <clears throat> Are you dying? Oh, <laughs> I'm a mess. Scared stiff. Uh, giggity. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's an '80s something from Arrow. Um. The Doctor and the Devils. It's another Scream Factory something. Oh, and The Pledge, which I actually watched The Pledge, or not The Pledge. I've watched Pledge. I want to dedicate a full review for that on next episode. Pledge. Uh, Well, what's that one about? Pledge. It's about these pledges in a sorority that... Okay. Because I've heard of several different movies with the similar kind of title, and... Yeah. One was Cuba Gooding Jr. and something with gorillas, I think, or... I don't know. Yeah, this one here is a more recent horror movie, and I'll review that next episode. Alrighty. Hopefully, I mean, seriously, remind, if I don't remember, remind me to review Pledge, because I really want to talk about that movie a little bit more in depth. Pledge. Alright. Uh, note made. Uh, I've been watching James Bond movies sporadically, just in the background, because Pluto TV has added a James Bond channel that's just showing James Bond movies. So that's real nice to pop on the background and check out. Uh, some VHSs. I picked up a whole bag full the other day. Thank you, Goodwill. The Killing Zone. <laughs> this is 80s action trash. Yeah. Midnight <clears throat> Angels. The Revenger. 
Um, Walking Dead Season 9 hit Netflix, so we're kind of going through that. I'm enjoying it more than I have the last several seasons. And that is to say, I'm staying awake while it's on, for the most part. Mm. And... I'm going to be watching Decoder on YouTube. <laughs> with oh. subtitles. And a shitty I... VHS rip of it. Whew. Man, the thing is, I had the Blu-ray remastered, and... Yep. <clears throat> no, thank you. I'm... I'm... Mm. <laughs> yep. You enjoy that wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Whatever. By the way, I, I don't know what all shitty movies that I've hated on so far this year, the first nine months of this year. Relaxer's at the bottom of whatever let list is. I'm just telling you now. That bad. I. But it's on Canopy, and it's not a Netflix dumping ground. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse than those shitty Netflix. I hated it. <laughs> I actively hated it because somebody thought, yeah. Let's do this. I can't get off the couch. Can you move me back around so I can play my Pac-Man? See, you kind of sound like Morty. Oh, oh. No, it's not Morty. Morty's at least funny and says some things and moves. Get the fuck off the couch, you fucking worthless piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Oh, boy. Oh, and we got uh, a uh, conversation... And Enemy of the State and Eagle Eye. That's another... Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to write that down. A threesome that I want to be a part of. Or, I mean, talk <laughs> you, about. You were a part of. I was a part of that. Uh, I'm writing it down so that you have to do it next week. Okay. And my, my wife wanted to watch uh, Downton Abbey in the theater. for. There's actually, on Thursday night, there's a sneak preview, a week early sneak preview. But... Um, Please wait till it's please wait till it's released wide because I have that movie. Oh yes, so thank you, thank you. I appreciate. I wonder if it'll. I wonder if it'll do good. Who knows? I I mean, everybody talks about that movie, and everybody. There's lots of in jokes in every single show about that movie, but I've never watched an episode. Yeah, my wife watched them all. (laughs) Not you. Not you. No, no, I haven't watched. uh, I I may have watched seconds of it in passing. (laughs) I just saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's a bonnet show. I'm good. Yeah. Yep. I am not interested. <laughs> we were just going nowhere. Just oh, nowhere fast. I is... go, oh, you know what? I got a date night this weekend. I might try and watch a movie. Got golfing on on Saturday, so don't expect the episode up till afternoon oh. or Sunday. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve to go have a little fun sometimes. Oh, I like you bright and early Saturday morning just editing like a fiend. I'm just imagining this little closet with just dim lit, dimly lit, and it just smells like farts. Well, and... wait, I mean, you were right up until the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like dog farts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah I'm you're not far off. You. That's what I do. I'm, it's 7 o'clock, I'm in the office, I'm editing. And I try to yeah. edit throughout the week, like I get the intro put together and I get then then I do the roulette. I'd like to have at least I'd like to at least be halfway through the second segment before it gets to Saturday morning because otherwise it's like four hours of straight editing. Oh, Every week. That's how much time I put in. To make it sound good. To take out all Eugene's squeaky chair and texting my wife. <laughs> oh, you take that out? I guess you do, Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, now it's now it's recording again. My recording stopped, but now it's back on because I had to. Oh, this, this, the computer's like just end, just end the show. <laughs> love of fuck, please. Oh, What's going on out your window? Outside my house. Oh, just work trucks and dump trucks. It's like they just bring in dirt and just just dump it on the road. Just here, you fuckers. Here, enjoy the dirt. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that is great. Just work trucks and dirt and shitters. There's a shitter. Right directly in my line of sight, like it is a shitter that I see large men going into all the time. I'm in my office. Sometime I'm going to call you and just be like, go in your office right now. Look out your window. And you're going to be like, what are you looking for? And I'm just going to emerge from that shitter. <laughs> you know, pants and shorts down by the ankles. Still t- wiping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, here comes another one now. What are you going to do, guy? You going to go in the bathroom or are you going to keep working? Oh, it's depressing. Well, come on, Eugene Shitter's got a shit. Uh, yep, I know. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.